Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. The UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres, who's in Moscow to meet President Putin, has called for an independent investigation into reports of war crimes in Ukraine. Mr Guterres stood alongside Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov at a news conference as he made this statement. It is clear that there are two different positions on what is happening in Ukraine. According to the Russian Federation, what is taking place is a special military operation with the objectives that were announced. According to the UN, in line with the resolutions passed by the General Assembly, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is a violation of its territorial integrity and against the Charter of the United Nations. Russia's foreign minister responded, saying the fighting in Ukraine had been the catalyst for a great number of problems. He's speaking here through an interpreter. It seems that they're not very interested in negotiations and they think that as they were promised by those who call not to let Russia win and those to call to defeat and destroy Russia, that those will continue to pump Ukraine full of weapons in tremendous amounts of weapons. The BBC's correspondent in Moscow, Jenny Hill, says despite there being talks between President Putin and the UN chief, there's not much hope for an immediately positive outcome. There is little evidence that President Putin is serious about seeking peace. Mr Lavrov accused the West of waging a proxy war in Ukraine by supplying the country with weapons. Mr Lavrov did, however, say that he expected hostilities to end with a treaty, but that such an agreement would be defined by the state of fighting at the time. Meanwhile, Ukraine has criticised the decision by Antonio Guterres to visit Russia before seeing for himself the damage done in Ukraine. Yuri Sark is an advisor to the Ukrainian defence minister. It seems very strange that he first decided to visit Moscow and not Ukraine because uh, it is difficult to understand what exactly can he negotiate with Mr Putin without actually having seen what is happening in Ukraine. The UN Secretary-General's visit comes as defence ministers from NATO and European Union countries are meeting in Germany to discuss further military aid for Ukraine, something Russia has repeatedly warned against. But US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin said they stood firmly behind Kiev. Ukraine needs our help to win today, and they will still need our help when the war is over. As President Biden says, our security assistance has gone directly to the front lines of freedom and to the fearless and skilled Ukrainian fighters who are standing in the breach. In what is a major policy shift, Germany says it will authorise the sale of about 50 anti-aircraft tanks to Ukraine. Germany's previously been reluctant to send heavy weapons directly to Ukraine. Damien McGuinness is our correspondent in Berlin. Chancellor Olaf Scholz has been accused of being unclear and hesitant about Berlin's stance on sending heavy weapons. Many suspect that he is pandering to some in his centre-left SPD party who believe German tanks would escalate the war. But most German politicians, and according to polls, most German voters, appear to disagree. This move aims to prove that Germany is fully behind Ukraine. 
and in Ukraine itself. Russian forces withdrew from the north of the country at the beginning of April, but in border areas there continue to be mortar shell and grenade explosions. The BBC's Yugita Lamaya has had exclusive access to Senkivka, the last Ukrainian village just before a three-way border crossing between Ukraine, Russia and Belarus. Once the site of festivals celebrating friendship between the three countries, the town is now a front line in the war, and its residents describe splits between families on all sides of the border. Lydia Belosova uses a stick to walk and has a scarf wrapped tightly around her head. She says she can't hear or see very well, but her voice is strong and clear. She tells us what it was like to hide in trenches with her family during World War II, but says there was no mass shelling then like there is now. Back in the day, I could run away. Now I can't. And I wouldn't leave here for anything in the world. I'll tell you this, there's nothing good about war. We've been friends with Russia and Belarus for years. People from our countries visited each other, married each other. My late husband was Belarusian. It's what we heard a lot of in the village, of friendships and families spread across borders that have now been broken. Those are the latest developments on day 62 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.